What's going on everybody? It is Jason Jaybird Goldstein here for the tournament preview special edition of the Bird's Eye View. That's right everybody, the tournament is finally here. We have a bracket. It is March Madness, the best, just the best time of the year as I said over and over again. You know, if you remember last season, I was joined by a good friend Mike McNamara, you know, basketball Mike, Boston Mike, Mikey Hoops goes by a lot of different names. He'll be joining me again this show to preview the upcoming tournament. Uh, you know, I'm going to touch on the bracket quickly. You know, right after the bracket came out, though, we had breaking news that Tom Brady was coming out of retirement. And, yeah, like, that's one of those things. Look, I know this is the tournament preview show, but I'd be crazy if I didn't cover Tom Brady not coming out of retirement, if I didn't cover Tom Brady coming out of retirement. And, like, yeah, you know. I respect Brady, you know, waiting, waiting for the tournament to be revealed, and then immediately right after, he announces he's coming back from retirement, probably within, like, five minutes. But again, this is one of those things I've been saying, one of those things where I was talking about, I think Brady, week one, if he's, you know, until it's week one, he's not coming out of that tunnel, I won't believe he's retired. I said that when he retired, and yeah, look, he's back. He's already back, and I honestly... Didn't even think it would be this soon. Uh, already, like already, it's my early, early pick. My early favorite to win the Super Bowl is the Bucks right now. Obviously, that could change. Draft, free agency, a lot to come. And yeah, you know, the NFL free agency is heating up. I honestly, I do a different. I'm going to do an NFL free agency show later. You know, this is all about March Madness because MLB free agency is picking up. That's right, baseball is finally back. Look, um. I I'm, I'm I had a lot of thoughts on the Yankees. I almost made an emergency episode today. Got caught up with work. Uh, but no, this is the this is the tournament. This is the time. So look, Yankees. I, I I will have my thoughts with the Yankees eventually. You know when the off season moves are complete. But this is March Madness, and I'm not gonna let the Yankees steal that spotlight right now. Especially when it's you know it's March Madness. It's supposed to be. It's March Madness. It's supposed to be the, the happiest time of the year. It's the best time of the year. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let myself be bogged down by these question moves that the Yankees are making. I'm not gonna get into this podcast. You know, I'll have a whole when, when it's right before the season and the Yankee and the offseason's actually complete. I'll actually have my thoughts on the Yankees' full offseason moves. Plus, it's March Madness. Like, I'm, I'm dedicating all my coverage to that to the best time of the sporting calendar year. And just, like, I mean, this bracket reveal, now let's get into it. I, I covered a couple things, but this is this is March Madness, people. I mean, like, obviously, you look in the West region, Gonzaga's in there, you know, it's Gonzaga. They're, they're trying to do something similar to what 16 UNC did, where they lost in the championship in t the previous year. Uh, you know, with Gonzaga, it's not a lot of guys coming back, obviously, it's Suggs and... Uh, Suggs and Kispert are gone from that team last year, but Timmy still came back. Nemhard obviously still a beast. Chet Holmgren. I mean, this Zaga team's obviously built different. You know, UConn's in here. Arkansas. Everyone knows I've been on the must bus. I've been on the must bus all season. I love Arkansas. I love. I I would literally love them in almost any other region, but they're the fourth seed, and they're gonna have, probably have to go up against Gonzaga. Don't have much confidence in them there, if we're being honest. But like, hey, hey, wait, like, doesn't mean doesn't mean I'm picking Gonzaga against Arkansas. 
Because it's, you know, I'm not giving my picks until after the episode. Uh, obviously, you know, Alabama, sixth seed. They're in consistent season. They'll be facing Notre Dame Rutgers. The uh, winner of that, you know, those seasons were battling the first four. Winner of that goes to face Bama. Uh, Duke, I mean, Duke and Zaga, I was at that game at the T-Mobile Arena way back in November between those two teams. Uh, looks like there's a very, very good chance we could be heading for a rematch of that. Uh, yeah. Hopefully Gonzaga being the one that end Coach K's career, because I don't want to see Coach K win it. Although it would be even funnier if Coach K lost before that, getting upset by a 10 seed, a 7 seed, 15 seed, 3 seed, 6 seed, who knows. Uh, in the South region, we have Arizona, uh, obviously the 1 seed, Hugh, Tommy Lloyd, one of the Coach of the Year favorites. Arizona came into the year unranked, and they were one of the best teams in all the college basketball metrics this season. Pretty much number two right behind Gonzaga in most of those metrics. Uh, they're, yeah, they're one of those favorites to win it all. Uh, my big thing with them, though, is a first-year head coach. Worries me a lot. Other teams in this conference, you have Villanova and Tennessee. Both teams, I like them a lot. I really like Tennessee. I actually, like, I'm always... I'm always a hater of Tennessee. I've called Tennessee overrated. I've called Tennessee fraudulent. This was especially the last couple seasons. But this feels like one of Rick Barnes' best teams. They're lengthy. They play defense. They can shoot the ball. They just won an SEC tournament. And this feels a lot like, for me, uh, I believe it was a, it was 2019 Texas, A&M, or Texas Tech, excuse me, where I consistently picked against Texas Tech in the regular season, and they proved me wrong. Montreal guy consistently picked against this Tennessee team, and they proved me wrong. So, yeah, I really like Tennessee a lot here. I like Villanova. Uh, you know, other seeds, TCU, Seton Hall, that should be an interesting game. The 12-13 matchup I really like. UAB, Jelly Walker went off in the Conference USA tournament. was just an absolute stud for them. Uh, you know, Made me some money, made the people at Barstool some money. You, they have Houston, who obviously Houston, they ha, they're pretty high up in a lot of metrics, but two of their best players out for the season with injury. They managed to overcome those losses, but how is that going to affect them in the tournament? Really worried about them. Chattanooga, love them a lot too. They're pretty underrated against an Illinois team, which feels like it could fold early. Uh, Michigan, not I mean, Michigan, Colorado State. Michigan, not even Michigan got in like. First off, I was surprised Michigan got in as a three, being just three games over 500, 14 losses. And if they're going to get in, Oklahoma should have. But for, for Michigan to be comfortably in the bracket, well, Indiana, Rutgers, Notre Dame, Wyoming are all playing the last four in. No, in my opinion, Michigan really should have been that last team in and should be playing the in date in either Tuesday or Thursday. I can't believe that they were safely in the field. Uh, and we, have, we have us versus Loyola. I mean, look. I'll be honest, I don't have faith in this team whatsoever to get anything done in the tournament. I said our ceiling, you know, for weeks ago, I said our ceiling was Sweet 16. And honestly, like, I just don't, I don't even see us getting out of the first round at this point. What Loyola does well, high screens, getting inside, it's what we can't defend. Look, this Ohio State defense has been faltering. It has been atrocious. It has been a train wreck the last couple weeks, the last couple games. And we let Penn State score on... 17 of 22 possessions in the second half. Just like, I mean, ridiculous. And Loyola, the way they always make runs in that tournament, I know Porter Moser's not the coach there anymore. But yeah, like, I'm definitely still terrified of this team. So I just don't have faith in Ohio State to, to even win a tournament game, if I'm being honest.
So yeah, pick against Ohio State in your brackets, folks, because not confident in this team the way I was last year. Midwest, one seed is Kansas. Eight nine is Creighton, who I is Creighton San Diego State. You guys know I've been loving Creighton. We get Iowa Richmond, the two really the two last teams to clinch spots in the tournament. Iowa winning the Big Ten championship. Richmond winning the A10 championship, stealing a bid from what probably would have been Dayton. Be like Richmond, you know, a bid stealer. They have a game against Iowa. We have Providence, South Dakota State, which seems to be the very popular 4-13 matchup. The Summit League always gets a team that wins. And, like, I feel like these South Dakota, North Dakota State teams always crazy. You know, Iowa State's in there. Big bounce back seasons from them. LSU as high as a sixth seed. But with LSU, they lost Will Wade. They, they, you know, there was some investigation in LSU, but Will Wade, apparently that, those investigations led to him getting fired, and now LSU is going to the tournament with an interim head coach. So just all sorts of tumultuousness going on there. Miami, USC, Auburn also in here. So yeah, lots of good teams. And look, I'm going to go through the best teams, the sleepers, uh, with Mike when he gets on here. So that's why I'm just sort of skimming through the teams. You know, at the East region, you have Baylor, who's a one seed, the least scary one seed. And look, I mean, it's not that Baylor's not scary at all. This is a very talented team. But no T'Challa and no uh, LJ Cryer. Those are two big, big guys who are going to be after this team. And I think it's going to be really hard for them to get through the grind of a whole NCAA tournament. UNC Marquette, which is a very intriguing 8-9 matchup. St. Mary's a five seed. The West Coast Conference being well represented this tournament with San Francisco beat Gonzaga, obviously being the number one overall seed, and St. Mary's all the way up to a five seed. Indiana-Wyoming was the other last four-in game. Again, like Indiana getting into the tournament with their incredible run of the Big Ten tournament. I said they'd beat Michigan, but I called it. And here they went. They beat Illinois, getting them in. And honestly, I think they should really be swapping places with Michigan, if we're being honest. Uh, UCLA, they're in. Akron, Akron made me, yeah, Akron was almost my game of the year, my lock of the decade, having them beat Kent State after Kent State made that video. No way Akron was going to let Kent State come into them and beat them after they made that disrespectful video about them. You just can't. You have Texas, you have Texas, who really has not gotten anything figured out all year against Virginia Tech. Red Hot just coming off the ACC tournament title. Well, then there's also Purdue. Yale, Murray State, an interesting match with the Murray State and Kentucky, that, you know, interstate matchup, small school versus big school, along with San Francisco. So, yeah. That was a lot of talking there, but there are a lot of teams I like here. I mean, from that West, any of those top four seeds, Gonzaga, Duke, Texas Tech, Arkansas, I all really like those teams to get to the Final Four a lot. Even like Alabama, UConn, Michigan State, sleepers. Oh, I like Baylor, obviously, Kentucky, the favorites in the East. You know, UCLA, you can't sleep on them. They were last year's sleeper. Uh, Purdue, if they can ever figure out their defense, although, you know, that that Midwest looks like Kansas, but everyone seems to be forgetting about Auburn. Auburn was number one in the country for weeks. I know their guard plays sporadic, but you can't forget about Auburn. You know, maybe uh, a lot of people like Iowa in this region, uh, Providence, popular upset pick, but still one of the better teams in close games. Wisconsin. One of the players of the year, one you know, a stud senior, you know, Arizona, Tennessee, Villanova. So there's a lot of teams here that just overall really could make it, and there's a lot to break down here. So now joining me is gonna be Mike McNamara. Here he is, everybody.
Alright everybody, and now joining me for a March Madness preview, who also joined me last season, live from Chicago, Mike, Nac- Mike McNamara, a.k.a. originally from Boston, Boston Mike, a.k.a. Mikey Hoops. Mike, how are we doing, man? Listen, it is an honor and a privilege to be here, Jason. I am doing great. Very excited for Thursday to come. Um just, you know, can't be more fired up. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Oh, it really is the best time of the year. And, like, this year, this brag, it just feels, like, more real than last year. Because last year, some teams, oh, yeah, you know, they missed out because, I think, you know, with Louisville, last year Louisville could have made it, but they they didn't play enough games last year. I think even same thing with Xavier. You know, Xavier this year missed out because of a big losing streak. But this year, that especially that bubble, I felt like you legitimately didn't know. There were so many teams. There was Michigan. There was Indiana you kind of felt was in. But there was Michigan. There was Rutgers, Notre Dame, Wake Forest, Texas A&M, uh, Dayton. So many who ended up being that first team out, which I was very surprised about. Even Oklahoma, where I said if Michigan's in, Oklahoma should have been in. Right. Right, yeah, that Michigan record, it's like, are we paying attention to record or are we not paying attention? I am very happy my Wyoming Cowboys got in. They've been somewhat of a little pet team for me between uh, Hunter Maldonado just lighting the nets on fire every time he plays. I was hoping to see Wake Forest as well, um, you know, with, with Williams there, and, and they just shoot so many threes. And, you know, a team that we could maybe see make a run. But, I mean, I'm excited for even the first four games between Wyoming and Indiana, just kind of the dichotomy there. And then I'm hoping my boys over at Rutgers can, can do some damage as well. Oh, me too. I mean, obviously, you know, Rutgers, Jersey boy. I, I have a very yeah, soft I have a soft spot for Rutgers. One of my good friends, she's like a religious Rutgers fan. Like, I don't know if you follow TJ from Barstool. She's probably like number two right behind TJ in terms of being a fanatic. Uh, so I'm like happy for Rutgers. And I kept, I was hammering them all season saying like in terms of, look, they there's eight teams in the field in the Big Ten right now outside of Rutgers. Rutgers beat all of them. Yeah, the, yeah, the UMass loss. Yeah, the loss to uh, who was the other loss? It was UMass and uh, Lafayette, Lafayette. and Lafayette. Those are horrible losses. But at the same time, you were talking about all these other eight teams being locks or being bubble teams, and Rutgers beat all of them. Like, come on, like it's all about the wins. They're nineteen and thirteen, and if Michigan, like to me, Rutgers and Indiana both should have been in like a bye, getting a bye over Michigan. Excuse me, Rutgers and Indiana both over Michigan. Yeah, Michigan, I think they were weighted heavily by their, their analytical rankings. You know, the numbers love them, but their resume is just not good. I mean, it's in, you know, I think Jawan Howard coming back might actually be a disadvantage for them, uh, which we can get into later. But, yeah, I mean, I don't love that Michigan team. I think we're a little biased in that sense, being OSU grads. Um, but definitely happy to see Indiana and Rutgers make it. I mean, they've played well, and, and they have both racked up some very good wins. And for Indiana, it's been a long, long six years of suffering for one of the top college basketball programs in the country. I mean, one of my good friends went to Indiana, a big reason, you know, that bas- the legacy of that basketball program. And his four years there, didn't get to see a tournament, was likely to see one in 2020, and then obviously that tournament got canceled. So for him, even just like thinking that they were in after those two Big Ten tournament wins, he was still winning like just just please show our name on Selection Sunday. So like, thrilled for him and just thrilled for the Hoosier fans. As a Knicks fan who Mike Woodson did pretty good things for us, happy to see him be in the tournament too. And to and Trace Jackson Davis, who's been a player yeah. that I've watched in the Big Ten really the last few seasons and I've gotten to really enjoy watching. I was about to say, part of the best part about March is those guys that, you know, even people who are just joining us now want to see and want to see dominate. TJD just not being in the dance the past couple of years. I guess, yeah, even before that, I mean, it's just, it's a shame. And so, 
I hope people do get to see him and especially get to watch that game against Wyoming because Wyoming's got a couple studs as well. That's gonna, yeah, that's gonna be a great game. Uh, even like one thing with Indiana, watching that game against Illinois, you could tell TJD knew if we lose this game, it could be my last game. He did not want to go home. He did not want what would likely end his college career, and he just played his goddamn heart out. But uh, let, so let's move into that first four. Mm-hmm. I, w- I want to hear uh, just you know your thoughts on the first four. Uh, obviously, we get two Big Ten teams in there: mm-hmm. uh, Indiana against Wyoming. Rutgers against Notre Dame. So give me your thoughts on both those games. Who wins? Why? For sure. 100%. Um, so let's start with that Indiana game. I think that's what you just said. Um, you know, like we just said, it's good to see them in. It's good to see TJD on this stage. Um, Going to get that spotlight. But maybe thinking a little too much with my heart here, but I actually like Wyoming in that game. Um, and the reason is, is I trust um, Wyoming has multiple ways to score I just don't trust Indiana's guards at all. You know, Big Ten guy, I've watched a lot of Indiana games, and I got a lot of friends from Indiana, so watch it with them. And uh, Graham E.K., you'll learn the name a couple nights if you don't know the name now. He's their big, He's their big, and he'll be on TJD all night long. I think the two of them are going to go back and forth. Um, I think it's going to be a great battle, um, but I love Maldonado, who's kind of a combo guard for Wyoming, and I trust him to get more perimeter scoring than guys like Johnson, Finnessy, and Galloway. Uh, for Indiana, so give me give me the pokes there. A little upset early, um, and then you want me to talk about the next one, or you want me to kick to you there? Uh, no, you can you can, I'll, I'll I'll give my thoughts. Now that definitely is one thing. I mean, Indiana they've had such inconsistent guard play. I mean, the mm-hmm. big thing is Xavier Johnson has really become a key player for them down the stretch of the season, especially on the defensive end. Uh, but yeah, like, I mean, Indiana that's their strength defense for them. The key's gonna be mm-hmm. slowing down that. High octane Wyoming attack because Wyoming, but they're also like they get they're used to it. they played that swarming San Diego State defense mm-hmm. and although it's not as swarming that Boise State defense so I think Wyoming knows those teams. Uh, I mean, th- th- how's Wyoming's size to deal with Trace though? Yeah, Ek is good. You know, he's a little slow footed on the back end, um, but but he's he's kind of a one man. So maybe they can overwhelm him with race race and Trace down low. Um, but I think. One of the things between these two teams, they both, I mean, Wyoming in the Mountain West, Indiana in the Big Ten, they have played some physical games, physical games that come down to the wire. So I hope we get to see both these teams on game execution because both of them know it really well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a great game. And, again, maybe leaning a little bit with my heart, picking, picking Wyoming. But, yeah, I mean, the size will be a question and, and definitely, you know, more high-power athletes for Indiana. So that's a good point. I think for that reason, I am leaning towards Indiana, but I'm excited for that game. Although, I wouldn't say Indiana's late-game execution is good. I've, there's been a lot of... Yeah. <laughs> if, if their late-game execution was good, they wouldn't be in this first, They wouldn't be in the last four because mm-hmm. there was a lot of a lot of those close games they lost. And an, another team, though, that's questionably... Uh, as we just talked about Rutgers, questionably on the bubble. So we have them versus Notre Dame. I mean, Notre Dame kind of seemed like they were going to get in, they were going to be in. And it sort of seems, and it seems like Virginia Tech and Richmond uh, stealing bids are what push Notre Dame from comfortably in to that last four in. Just because, like, I mean, look, outside of Kentucky, this team doesn't have any good wins. Mm-hmm. They felt more. It was, I, I am glad the committee did look at that, the ACC, and yeah. treated it not like, oh, they won. You know, they were fifteen five in the ACC. Let's give them a five seed or six seed. Yeah, I'm actually, I was a little ticked off when the selection show cited their home win over Kentucky as, as you know, kind of the leading point when Texas A&M, who 
apparently wasn't just an XT out just beat Auburn on a neutral last week. Um, but I digress. Um, that'll be a fun game just because I think, you know, just contrasting styles. Rutgers wants to get into a fist fight with you. Uh, and Notre Dame's happy to just, you know, shoot 33s. Now, oh, it may come down to just can Notre Dame hit those shots and is Rutgers going to make them take them and are they going to be comfortable playing that style of game? I think yes. Um, and I think, you know, Rutgers, what Peichel's done at Rutgers, and, you know, we both, we're both close to people who watch a lot of games, so we watch a lot of Rutgers games. It's ridiculous just the way they play and the way they fight. And again, if this is a game that comes down close, I, I trust, you know, Ron Harper. I, I trust them late in that game to pull it off and, and really just slow down that Notre Dame team. So give me Rutgers again. Uh, maybe rooting with my heart there because I think that Rutgers is more likely to beat Alabama in the second round, which I would love to see the first round, which I'd love to see. Um, but yeah, give me give me the Scarlet Knights. I'm with you there. I'm taking the Scarlet Knights in that in that first four game over Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame stinks. I mean, to be honest, like you said, they're all threes. I mean, to them, they were lucky. I mean, I knew they were going to lose Virginia Tech. To them, they had, the, the win against Kentucky, it was a good win. But what are they? They shot some ridiculous number from three that game. And I think I think Kentucky hit like was. I, I remember watching that game. I know Kentucky shot really poorly from three that game too. Uh, I mean, obviously. You know, the good thing was they beat a team like Kentucky that has a size in Toshibwe. Because uh, obviously mm-hmm. Cliff Omari is going to be a tough guy for Notre Dame to deal with. But other, but Rutgers also has that veteran leadership. You know, it's not just Ron Harper Jr., it's Geo Baker, who really, Geo Baker hit a lot of t- I don't know Ron Harper, he hit the shot against Purdue. He hit the shot against uh, against Indiana. But Geo Baker, he's hit a lot of big shots in his career. I remember a few years ago when they beat Purdue in that in the last game of the regular season right before the tournament got canceled. It was Geo Baker. Geo Baker hit big threes when he beat us. So yeah, he's a special player. And I mean Cliff Omari, hands down. Oh yeah. The way he became such a force inside the paint, and not just a defensive guy, but evolved his offensive game. That was clue when Rutgers started playing better. I like this team. You know, they're right now they're, they feel that they should have been in, not last four in. When they're feeling disrespected, that's when they're at their best. And you're like, but I think they're gonna outmuscle Notre Dame, Notre Dame. And seeing them versus Bama, that's gonna be a fun matchup too. Oh yeah, and I hope we get some rowdy Jersey residents making the trip out to Dayton for that game. <laughs> uh, we, 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 I was joking around with my friend of her dad. If her two, their two dads are gonna fly out for the game. Awesome! I love that. Um, I know we want to get to the real bracket here, but just one last note on the first four. Watch the Bryant Wright State game if you get a chance, because Peter Kiss on Bryant is one of the funnest players in the country to watch. Averages nearly thirty points a game, and he lets you know about it. He uh, was seen mouthing, that's for you, bitch, to a Wagner writer who didn't vote him NEC Player of the Year in their route of Wagner in the title game. The guy's hilarious, and he's going to score 30. He's a delight. Now, granted, they'll get smoked after they win, but he'll be fun to watch at least for that one game. That's awesome. I mean, yeah, you always like those guys on the 16 seeds. But mm-hmm. uh, So we'll, we'll do the South bracket second. We'll, we'll move on to the West. I think obviously we're both obviously Gonzaga. We'll probably send them both two to the Sweet 16. Uh, Memphis, Boise State, obviously interesting matchup. You have Memphis, mm-hmm. which got incredibly hot to end the season. You know, all, all, strangely enough, without Amani Bates, the other freshman, Jalen Duran, really got hot for this team. But Boise State, like I thought they were pretty underseeded as an eight seed. I had them as a, I thought they were for sure going to be on the seven line. Yeah, definitely. And, and these are two teams that you know we were mentioning before we got on here that 
you know, I kind of wanted to see make a little run and, and do some damage, but, you know, playing each other and then getting matched up with the Zags, I think it's going to be fun because Memphis wants to run with you. Um, Boise wants to slow you down and just be physical. Um, so, you know, who's going to win that out? But both just great defensive teams. Um, interesting enough, I think Boise can give a little bit more of a struggle to the Zags, again, just because, you know, it's like that St. Mary's principle, slow them down. Uh, but Memphis has the talent. I actually like Memphis to win that game. Just like you said, they've been white hot outside of the AAC title, but they just ran out of gas and a good time for a reset. Um, so I like Memphis, but that game's going to be awesome. I'm yeah, Hardaway has really done a great job turning the program around, mm-hmm. really, because you know, people are thinking, oh, yeah, they're recruiting hot, but is he actually a good coach? Mm-hmm. Uh, moving down, we obviously have Arkansas-UConn, both intriguing matchups. I mean, 4-12, 5 always intriguing. Personally, I have both those teams winning with Arkansas getting to the Sweet 16. I know I've talked to you about it. I'm on the must bus. The listeners mm-hmm. know I'm on the must bus. But, like, Honestly, like that, those four teams are very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you completely. I actually, again, another curse of the bracket, Arkansas and UConn were teams that I wanted to tell people were sleeper Final Four teams. J.D. Um, Note, R.J. Cole. Exactly. And I want to see that matchup. In New Mexico State, UVM, they're no strangers to this scene. Uh, Becker and Jans, both great coaches. I actually don't really love either of those teams. I watched a little bit of both. The last time I watched New Mexico State, they lost to Chicago State, which is pretty embarrassing. Um, um, they're hot picks, and people like them. Um, and I think they both will compete. I just don't think that either will be able to get it done. Uh, interesting about New Mexico State, their best player is Teddy Allen, if you remember him from Nebraska uh, last year. Uh, he's a good player, so he'll be able to battle Sonogo a little bit. Um, but I just don't see don't see them holding up for 40 minutes. And same with UVM. I mean, Arkansas just got too many athletes. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, if their three or their threes are falling for New Mexico State, yeah. I mean, obviously, there's a kiss that happens in the tournament. Anything can, but yeah, they're they're gonna have too much trouble to go. With however you say his last name, uh, but you know, I uh, I I do love New Mexico State. Hands down, one of my favorite logos in college basketball. Of course. Uh, so, you know, going up, we'll have we probably have we both have Duke winning. Do we both have Texas Tech winning also? Yes, I I do have Texas Tech. I think both of those teams kind of roll in the first round too. And and you think Rutgers is going to beat Alabama? I think Rutgers would beat Alabama, but I don't think Notre Dame would. Same thing because I think you know it's a short prep, but I trust Pikeel and it'll be a similar game plan. You know, run them off the three point line. They want to run. Let's be physical with them. And quite frankly, I just don't trust this Alabama team at all. I just don't think that. I, mean, I do think they'd get Notre Dame just because, again, it's we want to play the same style and we're just more athletic than him. So I think they'd be fine with Notre Dame, but I think Rutgers would really give them fits. I would trust that Bama team. The only reason I would trust that Bama team is it seems like a lot of people are saying, oh, I like whoever wins that game. And that's sort of, oh, people are falling off Bama. And boom, they'll come right back. NATO will yep. punch you in the mouth. I feel like I don't know NATO on all that rest. Uh, you know, obviously, Jaden Shackelford, you know, J- Javon Quinley has been a, a, a huge disappointment. But Bama still has some size. But, yeah, I mean, for them, it's going to be, as the case has been for the last two years, the reason why they lost to UCLA, they're going to be living and dying by the three-pointer. That's just their that's their brand of basketball, not not by the mid-range. Yeah. <laughs> it's good when they're falling, but, you know, it makes you susceptible, it makes you susceptible to get beat. Now is uh is is are we getting the are we still is month of Izzo continuing because I have Davidson I have Davidson winning that game I don't think I think this Michigan State team stinks I think that you know they can slow you down but Davidson's offense I just think I feel like Davidson plays so fast Michigan State you saw them struggle with Iowa's fast tempo style mm-hmm. we've seen them we've seen them struggle with 
not as fast, but Illinois does play fast at a time. That struggle yeah. with that style. Ohio State's fast tempo got up against. So with them, they struggle against these fast teams. So yeah, I love Davidson and Michigan State. This is this is a team is one of his worst teams in my opinion. Yeah, I have Davidson winning that game, and I don't have him stopping there. Let me just give you that. I love this team, and I like him against Michigan State because Foster Lawyer, former MSU guy, kid is a stud. Um, just so well in the Killip system. I mean, this is classic Davidson. They're going to beat you with ball movement. They're going to shoot over you. I know we just said about Bama, the threes aren't falling. But when they do, I mean, they, they can compete with anybody, and they have all year. So, all right, well, getting this so that sweet 16, we both have Gonzaga. We both have uh, Arkansas, or you have UConn? Yep, I, I, I do have Arkansas. So we both have Gonzaga. Uh, do you have Texas Tech, or do you have Rutgers getting into the sweet 16? I, I, have, I have Texas Tech. Because, I, again, same thing. It's We'll play the same style as you, but we're better than you. Yeah, I think if, if you don't want to get into you don't want to get into a brawl with Texas Tech and play a Texas Tech thing with them is they rotate. They have so many guys they can rotate. That's why they have such a deep team. Like this is a this is a team that reminds me so much of that team that went to the finals years ago. Uh, oh, yeah. Just without they don't have they might not have that Jarrett Culver, but like exactly. I don't know this team is just so well coached. And then now you're saying. So you said Davidson is not stopping in the round of 32. So you're saying you have Davidson beating Duke. So, yeah. So a little – so this – part of this is a little bracket game theory is I think that Texas Tech would really stymie Duke and give them a ton of fits. So I don't think that Duke could beat Texas Tech. So let's get a little weird with it. Let's get a little crazy. And I think it would be really funny to watch Hume Jung Lee and Foster Lawyer dance on Coach K's grave in his final game. So part of it's just me rooting for it. But I do think it can happen, and the reason is because Duke just does not defend the perimeter well at all. Um, they don't defend well, period. But literally, we watched, we both watched the Virginia Tech Duke game. Virginia Duke, Davidson's better than Virginia Tech at doing what Virginia Tech does, um, and they rolled Duke. I think that you know, again, the threes need to fall. If they're not falling, they're not falling. But Davidson's one of the best shooting teams. They're incredibly well coached. I would actually give McKillop the coaching edge as of right now in a one-game setting. Um, so I think they have a puncher's chance, and you know they'd be underdogs, but I'll take that risk. I honestly, I, I like that pick. I do think it's interesting that you say Texas Tech could really uh, absolutely outmuscle Duke. I've heard a lot of people say that, and to me, that stuff is not something to re go and evaluate my pick of currently having Duke in the Elite Eight, because uh, you know obviously I think I just went that way. But to me, I don't know this team. It feels like. I Me mean, first off, they shouldn't be a two seed. I think Tennessee should have yeah. been that two seed. Clearly, Absolutely. they Absolutely. just got in because of the name and because of Coach K. Uh, I mean, to me, the only reason I, th- I can see this, the only reason I see this team winning at all, there's no way they win at all. They'll be having six or how many refs are there on a court? Three. So, <laughs> so they be they be playing eight on five. That's you know, there's a legit, there's a little legitimate chance they are playing eight on five because I could so see, <laughs> I could so see the refs aiding Duke to a victory, and that would be a shame. Because uh, yeah, like that's. That, that, that could help them against Texas Tech. Texas Tech playing that yeah. gritty style. Anything is a foul. Right. Yeah, and you're not in A, you're right. And B, you know, we were talking a lot of matchups and how do teams match up well. But when push comes to shove, Duke's got five or six NBA guys on that roster. I know you're more in tune with, with NBA draft stuff than I am. But, I mean, at the end of the day, talent does win out a lot. So I could have, an, I could have a big old leg on my face. But I just think that those are teams that match up well with Duke and can give them real, real problems. Well, either way, I like both those picks. And Gonzaga, Texas Tech, who do you have coming out of that region? I have Gonzaga, um, and the reason is because, it's well, A, they beat them. They beat them on a neutral area this year. But it's exactly what you just said, is this Texas Tech team, the way they play, 
how disciplined they are, how deep they are. It's very similar to that national championship team. But Jerry Culver ain't walking through that door, and he was a walking bucket for that team. Texas Tech, you know, I guess TJ Shannon a little, McCullers a little, but they don't just have a guy who, you know, when shit's going sideways, go get me a bucket. And against Gonzaga, they're going to go on 10-0 runs against you. They're going to go on 12-0 runs against you. That's just what they do. You know, who are you going to turn to to go get me that bucket? And, you know, Gonzaga doesn't need to get in the paint. You know, Timmy and Chet can pull you out, you know, and can score in just so many different ways. Texas Tech's so good at denying the paint. Um, again, I just think Gonzaga matches up and has the better talent. Yeah, that's that's similar the way there is. They're just they're so big, they're so fast, and it's almost like as good as Texas Tech can control the game. I think Gonzaga's just almost too fast, and it seems like they're on somewhat of a revenge tour here. Right. Plus, having a guy like Nemhard to run that offense, you know, just again when they're giving you fits, because just like I said, how Gonzaga's going to go on ten hour runs, you're also going to go on a two or three minute scoreless drought. Just to be able to turn to Nemhard and say, "Hey, calm us down, slow us down, do what we need to do." Ab- yeah. Absolutely. So now moving on to the South region. I mean, I know you, you said Bryant will lose that first-round game. I mean, Arizona, I mean, obviously Arizona. I think Tommy Lloyd, my pick for Coach of the Year, what he did, that team was, that program was in shambles the way Sean Miller left it with all the FBI investigation. And obviously, you know, you sometimes you see a program in shambles. Louisville was in shambles. Chris Mack left it somehow even more in shambles than when he took over. <laughs> Tommy Lloyd in one year. And this is, you know, this is a guy who came as an assistant coach, obviously a highly regarded assistant coach, but this wasn't a guy who's had a history with programs and immediately took this Arizona team, which credit kept a lot, obviously brought in some transfers, which they do, but a lot of the guys they kept, you know, Kriska, he was on the, he was on the roster last year, Kriska, right? Yeah, yeah, So yep. a lot of the guys they kept were returning talent who, I don't think anyone was too in love with this talent, but I mean, look, this team... No. They are loaded. They can beat you in so many different ways. They're big. They're physical. They can shoot threes. I, my, my, my only thing with them is picking a first-year head coach. Right, yeah. And like you said, like they got transfers. They also lost James Akinjo. In the, in the yeah, I, I always forget that. And he's been a yeah, baller for Baylor. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, this just watching them play is just such a delight. <laughs> just A, their style is just so crisp, so clean. Multiple ball handlers, which, you know, is something that we've seen is so important in college hoops nowadays. And like you said about Lloyd, it's just the way that he's maximized his talent and the way that he's, you know, shifted to play with that talent. Um, you know, they're just they're just a well-oiled machine um, and just so, so fun to watch. Especially they get so many 11 p.m. tips. It's a classic. Just it puts me right to sleep after watching watching an Arizona victory just with a big smile on my face. I, I, watching that game against UCLA, that crowd was like, it was pro-Arizona. It was very electric. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We have a very intriguing 8-9 game in TCU Seton Hall. I mean, obviously, you know, TCU, they had a big scare when Mike Miles left the game against Texas, yeah. came back. But both teams that ended conference play relatively hot. I have TCU in this simply because I trust that Big 12 grind over the Big East. But this is a coin flip, as most of these 8-9 games are. Yeah, I mean, this is, for me, again, I don't think either one really stands much of a fighting chance against Arizona. Um, So I may be picking a little bit with my heart here. I just want to watch Kandari Richmond play more basketball. So I'm picking Seton Hall. Um, Just, you know, watching him play now that he's back healthy. Um, I I like the Seton Hall team. I actually liked them a lot in the beginning of the year. Then, of course, you had some injuries with Bryce Aiken. Blanking Bryce Aiken, thank you. Um, my buddy, TCU, went, I mean, my buddy went to Harvard, so love. Ah, uh, yeah, TCU is a pain in the ass to play against. I know Arizona will be rooting for Seton Hall. <laughs> Let me just say that. And then, so I honestly like speak. 
speaking of teams that are paying the ass to play, both these teams, uh, you know, Houston is for teams, UAB is. To be honest, like Houston, I honestly was pretty high on this team, and look, their metrics are good. Surprised they're as low as a five seed, but like, but with all for all due respect, I have UAB for two reasons. And a market Marcus Sasser and uh, who else? I know he's been, I know he's been out most of this. Trayvon, Trayvon Mark. I know they've been out most of the year for Houston. That hasn't mattered. But when it comes to the tournament, it's very different. And I fell just absolutely fell in love with Jelly Walker in uh, that mm-hmm. tournament. So I have UAB and I have Chattanooga winning because I think Illinois is just the way they play is built to lose in the first round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I don't hate that at all. This is a PSA to any of our fellow Buckeye fans that are going to Pittsburgh. Buy the all session tickets so that you can go to these two games because these games I think are going to be awesome. You you mentioned Jelly Walker and he is just an absolute talk about delights to watch. Um, he's a guy who will pull up from anywhere and can shoot you into a game no matter what. Um, Andy Kennedy's a great coach for UAB. I think this is an excellent coaching matchup. Um, I can't quite get there with UAB. Just I respect Houston too much, um, but I, it wouldn't shock me at all. And then what you mentioned about Chattanooga, A, Illinois is built to lose in the first round. Chattanooga has a better backcourt than Illinois does. Um, so there's that. And then, of course, Kofi Coburn. But Chattanooga's center is a guy named Silvio D'Souza, whose lasting image used to be him holding a chair over a Kansas State player back when he was at Kansas. And now he's just taking the SOCOM by storm and plays well for Chattanooga. So he can, you know, somewhat neutralize Kofi. Um, I I've watched Curbelo single-handedly lose too many games to trust him. I mean, like, how did that shot against Indiana not go in? Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. I actually, you know what, you might have just convinced me live on air to take the mocks. Um, Because they were a team that I wanted to back coming in, and I'll I'll hate to see my guy Trent Frazier's career end, but I I don't hate Chattanooga. I I, I like them a lot. Um, They're a team that I've gotten to watch a decent amount just because SoCon is a little... little, um, that project of mine as well. I love watching those <laughs> games. Um, I'll take Chattanooga. Yeah, let's do it. But I'm gonna I'm gonna take Houston. I just I want to see Jelly, but I can't do it. <laughs> but I, I respect it. I mean, Houston. I mean, I'm too I'll, much. I'm too much of a slave to my analytical sites. <laughs> as of as of now, they're the only 12 seed I have winning. But that obviously could change. Uh, Tennessee, I have them winning. I have Michigan beating Colorado State. I just think that I don't know. I feel like for some, they, they always when they get into the tournament somehow always win mm. these games. Every time that team gets in, like that's you know, remember when Syracuse made it in as that ten seed? Everyone's like they didn't deserve it. Made it to the Final Four. Every time that doesn't deserve it, makes it. They win those games. That's my rationale for Michigan, and I just think Dickinson is gonna be tough for Colorado State to handle. And on that, just a warning. Just because they go on a run doesn't mean they deserve to make the tournament at all of my Syracuse fan friends from a few years ago. <laughs> but I'm really intrigued. So Michigan's actually favored in that matchup. I don't know. If yeah, I know. I'm, I'm really intrigued by it because, again, this is another team that just – their guards just aren't good, and I just don't trust them at all. But, I mean, Colorado State can't really exploit that. I think Roddy versus Dickinson will be super fun. I'll be rooting for Colorado State, but I think I'm with you. I think I think Michigan gets them. Tennessee, I think they kind of roll. Longwood shoots a lot of threes. I watched their tournament a lot just because it was playing during the day, so avoiding trying to do as much work as possible. Um, so maybe they get hot, and they and this will be a slow game. It'll be a fist fight, but 
you, you, again, you don't want to do that with Tennessee. No, you don't. <laughs> and then I think Nova rolls. Son, yep. last of the first round. Us versus Loyola. I already went on before. I have Loyola winning. A, Loyola just does on offense what we can't do. We suck at defending high screens, and Loyola dominates the paint, which we can't do. At yeah, least they, they, at I, least they don't have Crutwig there. Yeah, I hate to say it. I just Plus, we, we got um, flanking on his first name, but Williamson, who's been there for what seems like forever for Loyola. You know, he's going to be on Branham, presumably, just on the perimeter, and a 24-year-old versus an 18-year-old. It's not going to be a fun game for Branham. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, so I guess we're going to try to ride EJ, and, and I hope, you know, EJ Liddell's one of the best players in the country. I hope we can, but I don't see it. Neither do I. I mean, I, I'd love to win. I'd love to, you know, maybe this is Sister Jean's last game that she watches. <laughs> but I actually I actually got up to go to a Loyola game this year. It's a great time. So that's awesome. Uh, next year when they're in the A10, I'm gonna be really fired up going to a lot of them. Holy, I forgot they're going to the A10. It is still weird that they're that Porter Moser's not there. I think that's why I loved Oklahoma so much. Right, same. I I lost so much money betting on Oklahoma. So much because Porter Moser. So much because I just I just thought he was in Jacob Gr- Tanner Groves was gonna be his Crutwig. Yep. <laughs> yep. So my my uh, Sweet 16 that I have Zona. I have UAB over Chattanooga. Tennessee over Michigan, Villanova over Loyola. I think Loyola with Crutwig, I think, could beat Nova. But I just think that Nova's, you know, Colin Gillespie, their experience, the way I think the way they shoot threes, just gonna be a lot for Loyola to handle. Yeah, I'm actually really like if Ohio State loses and you get to watch Loyola versus Villanova as a consolation prize, I'm okay with that. Just because both just old teams who know how to win even when they don't have their best stuff. you know game's probably going to be in the 50s let's be honest yeah. but it'll be well played and there's going to it's going to be so well executed so well coached great senior leaders you mentioned Gillespie um I do like Nova just cuz hey they're just so cool playing that way they're just like yeah we'll beat you by 3 like okay sure we'll beat you by 3 but we'll be in control the whole time um I love this Nova team I know that might be kind of a hot take um but I, I really do like them a lot, and I, I always love Jay Wright. Love that you're making Jelly Walker a household name here. Um, I would be so happy to see that. I have Houston in the Sweet 16 again. Just Kelvin Sampson, just people don't score on them. And if I have them against Chattanooga, I, I like that. And I actually like them to beat Illinois as well. Um, and then, yeah, I have Arizona kind of rolling rolling through to the Sweet 16. And um, if they do, hopefully Kirk Reza returns for the second weekend. I would hope so too, yeah, because – well, I think they can. They'll still final four very so realistic. But I think winning it all without him is very tough. You know, yeah. I still have them. Obviously, if I have UAB. I have them rolling to the elite eight. I have them against Tennessee. Uh, I just think you know Tennessee. No, I've been back and forth. But Tennessee to me is also what Texas Tech was in 2019. Yeah. I was saying this where I consistently uh, found myself betting against Texas Tech. And then I told myself, all right, come tournament time, I can't bet against this team. Had in my Final Four. That's how I feel about this Tennessee team. I know Kennedy Chandler has really become a special player. And look, I've been one almost every year I call Tennessee fraudulent. Last year I had, I had them losing the first round of Oregon State. There you go. But this year, I just I don't know. They proved me wrong time and time again. They dominated Kentucky twice, and a lot of people like Kentucky. So you know, teams that are big, uh, you know, they can take away the three point shooting. When they, I was at the game against Texas Tech, where I mean, both teams. I think they try to combine five of forty five from three point range. It was horrible basketball to watch live. 
but like they think they play great three point defense. Uh, but the thing is, for them, even when they get up big, they can still blow a lead. I don't know. I just I like this team a lot. I like. I think this is Rick Barnes finally finally gets over the hump. If he can make it to the sweet, is it is that he's never advanced to or past the Sweet Sixteen? I believe it's never advanced past the Sweet Sixteen. That's good. I thought it was two to Sweet Sixteen, so that it, it might be. It might be. I thought it was past, but it could be. And if if, if they're in the Sweet Sixteen and it's past, then I kind of like him over Nova. But that's that's one of those I'm going back and forth right now, and I have Nova Tennessee in my Elite Eight. I, uh, no Nova, uh, Nova Arizona Tennessee. Do you have Tennessee then beating Zona? Yes, I do. Interesting. Interesting. So. Ah, this Nova Nova Tennessee is a game that I actually stared at for a while today because again, it's going to be a slugfest. It's going to be physical. It's going to be tough. Nova smoked them earlier in the year, but that doesn't mean anything to me. I ended up going Nova. You know, I just waxed poetic about my love for this Nova team and my love for Jay Wright and Colin Gillespie. Jay Wright in a million dollar suit, and that's kind of what it comes down to for me. Is you know, Kennedy Chandler, he's a stud. I believe he's an NBA caliber guy. Correct. I think so. Yeah. 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 Um, but again, he's young and he's going up against Colin Gillespie, who's, you know, he's been here, done that. And again, he's better. He's probably better than Gillespie. Um, but just late game, I'm predicting this is going to be, you know, tight, you know, super tight, super, you know, clenched. (laughs) But give me Jay Wright and Gillespie over Barnes and Chandler, I guess, in a game that's going to be that script. Now I could be wrong. And, you know, close games, they go either way. Again, a game I'm excited to watch. And another interesting bracket game theory I think that Villanova is more likely to lose in the second round than Tennessee. So if it's going to be a toss-up game, maybe advance in Tennessee in a bracket, it's not a bad move either. That's not – that's honestly definitely – because Villanova-Loyola, that's like very, very tough. And then we bring up a oh, no yeah. – Oh, maybe it's Tennessee, maybe it's us. <laughs> <laughs> True. Maybe. Uh, so, yeah, so, so – And then I actually I, – I have Zona over Tennessee. I mean, subject to change if Kreza can't go at all, but – you know, I talked about it earlier, or I guess over Villanova. I love the Zona team so much. Um, I just think the way they play, just fast, and they can shoot. They can beat you with four or five or six different guys. Ben Matherin and Dalen Terry are two of my favorite players to yeah. watch in the country. Um, again, maybe taking a little bit of my heart because I just want to watch them play so much. But also interesting with Arizona, if they do get Tennessee, Tennessee beat Arizona um, yeah. at Tennessee in an absolute battle. Which actually, Kirk Kreese may have cost Arizona the game that game, but ironically, I mean that was Arizona fouls late, and that was Arizona's really the only loss of the season until yeah. I think they lost the game to UCLA. Yeah, yeah, in that one at Colorado, but that mm-hmm. doesn't count. Uh, also, note just interesting: Arizona beat Illinois by like three or four at Illinois mm-hmm. earlier in the year too. So I remember that. I remember rematches for the Wildcats. I know. I, I I actually picked up on that when I was looking at their bracket too. I do remember bat, betting Arizona because I remember that was a bet you told me to take. Yep. Uh, so Midwest region, uh, we both have Kansas. You know, Kansas was actually my preseason pick to win it all. Eight nine San Diego State and a team that I love. I mean, this team has made me a lot of money this year betting on them. I love the Creighton Blue Jays. I was worried about them losing Ryan Nemhard, but here they did it without Ryan Nemhard. Made it to that Big East Championship game. Now this is going to be another one of those eight nine games. Two gritty, gritty defenses. Uh, you know, I know we were about San Diego State's defense, and they'd probably hold Iowa State to like twenty points. And Isaiah Brockington would have seventeen of those. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, first off, that 8-9, who do you like? 
I think it's a battle. I was actually very upset when they showed Gonzaga's 8-9 seed and Creighton didn't pop up because I was hoping we were going to have, well, what would have been the Nemhard battle, but at least have a little family rivalry. Um, I like San Diego State. I could just because, I mean, granted, I've bet against Creighton every game without Nemhard and lost some money, but I just think that playing against the San Diego State team, Dutcher on long prep, um, as much as I respect McDermott, I respect Dutcher so much as well. Um, now, granted, the risk with San Diego State is are they going to score enough? You know, is Bradley going to get hot? <laughs> you know, that, that's what it is. Um, but, you know, they can neutralize Cockbrenner with their size. Um, I like San Diego State. I actually also think whoever wins this game does have a shot to beat Kansas. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, muck it up. Just make it ugly. Don't let Ajabi, don't let Martin be comfortable. Um, you know, again, puncher's chance. But I do think they have a shot. Give me San Diego State ever so slightly. I think it's going to be an awesome game. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think uh, I, I think I'm leaning Creighton here, and that's because of my mm-hmm. heart. I, I'm with you where I actually started betting against um, post-Nemhard injury, but not every game. Like, that game against yeah. UConn I had, um, I, I bet against a Marquette, and then I was like, I'm sorry, Creighton, how could I do this to you? And, <laughs> that was not fun to watch. And, and me, me and my buddy were at the bar on Friday, and I go, Screw it. I'm live betting Creighton in this game. Literally, right after I live bet, it was a 31 2 run. Yep. Love that. Just insane. I mean, for them to do this, I mean, Ryan Hawkins has been playing great for them. Greg McDermott, one of the biggest, a hell of a coaching job he's done with this team. See uh, it. I've, What's, do you know what the line in this game is? Is it like San Diego State minus two, minus one and a half? I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I'd imagine it's going to be something low with probably a total around 132. Yeah, and I'll probably, I'm taking that under. Yeah. <laughs> uh, an, an intriguing game we have, you know, to the two teams who made bids the last day of the game, last day, uh, really the last two games on CBS of the regular of the season before the tournament, Iowa and Richmond. I mean, look, everyone's on Iowa, and to me that scares me. Everyone and their mother is on Iowa. Richmond was that team that's only in because of their conference tournament win. That feels like this is so trappy for Iowa. Now I'm picking them, but is it just, am I crazy to call this a trap? Like, I was close to picking Richmond. Do you remember in 2019 when Auburn beat New Mexico State by two and New Mexico had a chance to win it by the buzzer in a 5-12 game and then Auburn went to the Final Four? Yeah. I think we're going to see history repeat itself here. Uh, I was my and jumping and gun, but I was my pick to come out of the Midwest, and I think that this is going to be an absolute war. I think that they're going to get everything they can handle from Richmond. Richmond's old. They're well-coached. They shoot a ton of threes, and if I was going to zone you up, that's what you need to do. But just this Iowa team, I have been so, 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 so impressed with the past month and a half. Um, I'd be ashamed to see them go down early, but I do think that this that we're in for a war. And it's a high-scoring war, a war in the 80s, but a good one. That, that's, wow, that's interesting to you of Iowa. I know everyone's on Iowa. Iowa almost feels like that – Iowa, to me, feels like that fight that everyone's on that I don't want to get on just because everyone is on. So it's sort of like almost a lot of people are on the 13, are on South Dakota State, the upset Providence. And, like, I have Providence, and I initially put Providence in the Sweet 16, but I'm already starting to, you know, ease back on that because, hey, what, the Summit League has won four in a row, and I feel like every year, you know, last year Oral Robert may have won it, but I feel like every year the Jackrabbits win a game or almost win a game. Yeah. Whether it's North yeah. Dakota, South Dakota, some Jackrabbits. 
Right. And here's this game is I think it's really interesting. I think it's actually a much more interesting tactical matchup than people are giving it credit for. They're just doing the whole Providence of Lucky, South Dakota State shoots a ton of threes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, what's interesting is South Dakota State wants to run you up and down the floor, um, shoot, you know, six, seven seconds in the shot clock, which is not what Providence wants to do. Providence wants to run their sets. They want to get the ball inside. They want to make you get it inside. Um, bully you with Watson. Yeah, they want to bully you with Watson. They want to live at the free throw line. Um, and I think Providence going to be able to do it. They, they have better athletes. You know, they have guys that I trust to handle the ball. And, yeah, Providence is lucky winning a ton of close games, but they win a ton of close games. Um, and, and I think that, you know, if this is tight at the end, both are great free throw shooting teams. Um, but I do trust Providence there. And I know it's – and part of it is because it's super trendy to take the Jack Bunnies. It's like I want to root for them, but I'm also uh, – my brother's a Providence alum, so I'm a bit of a Providence fan myself. Um, I'll be rooting for the Friars, and I, I have them winning. All right, that, that's very fair. Uh, I mean, I, we. I think it's going to be a great game, and, and if you say that you think South Dakota State's going to win, I I would not. For, for now, I, I would not take offense. For now, I'm Providence. Same reason everyone's thinking, oh, this is a 13 seed. I think they're feeling mm-hmm. disrespected. You know, I think the, they are a veteran team, an experienced group. Uh, so no, I, I do like Providence. Uh, or like in that round, for now, could change that. Uh, Wisconsin, any chance Colgate wins that? I don't think so. Um, I saw some people think they, they're another team that just lives and dies by the three. And, you know, we saw them give Arkansas all they could handle last year. Um, but I, I think Wisconsin kind of – I think Wisconsin gets it done pretty easily. Now, in Milwaukee as well. Exactly. In Milwaukee, that's, all, that's like, easy for them in my opinion. And now here we have, like, Iowa State – Versus LSU, and in my opinion, like I hate that like, LSU is a six seed. Is and I think they're overseeded with the way they lost ten of I think ten of their last twenty one games. They went ten and eleven to end the season after that twelve and zero stretch. And also, obviously, no Will Wade there, questionable where he is. But of course, like they get uh, uh, Iowa State as an eleven seed. They couldn't have gone like any other sexier eleven seed matchup to pick. And also, like we couldn't have gotten a different six eleven to match up with. Wisconsin. <laughs> I know. It's like, it's like, oh, it's like this is a game that, you know, if this game ever is just standing alone, I might use that as my lunch break on Friday. I just don't care about this game. Um, neither team can score. Um, both of them just limped into the field after super hot starts. I just, I just can't get myself to care. I think LSU will win. I I don't have any, any real hot takes on both these teams. Neither of them excite me very much. Yeah, I mean, I have Iowa State winning just because I think the controversy with LSU is going to be too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, USC, Miami, I think these are other two teams that stink. I think Miami mm-hmm. simply is, you know, I think these teams, I take the over in this game. I think, yeah. so I think simply this, I trust USC to get a stop more than I trust Miami to get a stop. So, yeah, yeah that's, why, that, that's why I have USC winning. And I have yeah, Auburn. Yeah, that one said that USC has the best player, so just give me that, I'm sure. Who cares? I'm not going to think about it too much. Um, yeah, and I think Auburn will, will pretty handily beat whoever whoever comes out of that USC-Miami game. Same, so you got Auburn-Wisconsin, Iowa-Kansas, Sweet 16? Yes, I do. Although I'm tempted to pick San Diego State, but I think Kansas. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's, that's fair. Like, I, I, I crossed my mind to go San Diego State over Creighton over Kansas, but I have to get them over San Diego. So I have to get them over Creighton in my heart first. Right, exactly. It's it's a lot harder to do. And uh, so, uh, do you have Auburn or Wisconsin? I've, I went Auburn. I just think, I feel like Auburn's getting very, very disrespected right now. I still love Jabari. And for me, with Wisconsin is, look, 
You're going to get your points from Johnny Davis. If Johnny Davis is a bad game, though, who's going to step up? And that's with Auburn. Where Yeah, you get the sporadic offensive guard play, but I feel like they've been pretty good on the perimeter. Maybe you get one of those randomly great Brad Davison games. But realistically, you're more likely to get a Brad Davison 2 of 12 game than you are to get a Brad Davison like 8 of 11 game. Right. So I'm actually I'm going to be at these games, uh, these Sweet 16 games. These are in Chicago. Nice. I'm, I'm guessing there's going to be a large Wisconsin, con- Wisconsin contingent. Um, so that should be a good atmosphere. If Katie Johnson and Wendell Green can promise me that they will defer to Kessler and Jabari Smith, I'm willing to put Auburn all the way. <laughs> it's just I don't trust them at all. Um, with that being said, I agree with you completely that Auburn's being disrespected. It's like they lost a couple close games, and then they lost to a hyper-motivated A&M, um, and now they're getting a little extra rest. I'm not too worried about Auburn. Um, I think I think Auburn gets it done against Wisconsin. And I just I, mean, I have Kansas. I know you know you talked about Iowa, and I'll let you you know get on Iowa and why you have Iowa in your final four here. For me, Kansas was my preseason pick. Uh, mm-hmm. I think like for them, I think for the key here is Remy Martin. I mean, it's crazy that Remy Martin was. Yeah, I don't think he won. He didn't win Pac-12 Player of the Year last season just because of how bad Arizona State was. Or did he still win it last year? I don't believe he did last year. I could be wrong. So this was a guy who was an you know considered an All American player, the top player available on the transfer portal, and I thought you know he was going to be a star for Kansas. Obviously, you know the injuries played played a part, but I still didn't expect him to be a guy who just averaged seven points a game. I just think this is an experienced group. Uh, you see guys like Jalen Wilson has become. I feel like he's a guy. Even last season too is going to score zero or two points in one half and then drop fifteen in the next half. Uh, you you know. David McCormick, he's a big body down there. Christian, I know how it's set. I know how it says, but I'm gonna say the way it's spelled: Braun. It's not Brown. It's it's Christian Braun. You know, he's yeah. an, he's another guy, a good floor spacer. So this has a lot of continuity. It it feels like it, it has that Bill Self. I'm trying I'm trying to think like what Bill Self team this feels like. I guess sort of like one of those Frank Mason teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously Kansas, their team. You never know how they could do in the tournament. I just I like this experience. I feel like there's not that much pressure on them. When the pressure's on yeah, Kansas, that's when they tend to struggle. But this feels like they could slide under the radar, slide into that Final Four. So I have the Jayhawks. Rock chalk, baby. Love it. Yeah, no, and I mean, everything you said is correct. <laughs> and Martin, especially in the Big 12 tournament, like it was like, oh, Remy Martin's back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. So, great. I mean, listen, Kansas could be cutting on the nets, like you said. I It wouldn't shock me at all. Um just again wanted to get a little loose with it wanted to get a little variance and again i just think iowa's been you know a top you know there's metrics out there that say they've been a top five team since the start of february and keegan murray is just an absolute stud they're they're willing to play aggressive defense because they know they can't stop you and they certainly can't stop kansas um but i do think that remy martin you know he likes to go he likes to run he plays a little loose with the ball yeah he does Um, baji not as much but martin yes so so they're going to turn you over and they're going to you know at least try to force turnovers i think you know in a one game setting they can make martin uncomfortable and hit enough jump shots um to win that game but yeah i mean i was not going to just beat you straight up you know they're going to have to outscore you they're going to have to steal the ball a lot and fran's gonna go to that he's playing like a high pressure that sinks into a zone weird on short prep um i know kansas this would be you'd get decent prep and self is so good on i forget i saw some stat i think it was last year it's like the first game of the weekend compared to the second weekend, the second game. So, like, if you play Friday on the Friday, Sunday, like, self doesn't lose those games. 
Um, where you can get him is on the short prep, but Bill Self with time is just an unbelievable pair. And, and I know I've been talking a lot about coaching. He is a massive coach mismatch over McCaffrey in my mind. Um, so I'm definitely getting a little risky with it. Like I said, I think Kansas has a little bit harder of a path to get there um, just because I think either San Diego State or Creighton can piss them off enough like we saw TCU do. Um, but yeah, I mean, I certainly am not going not gonna to fight you for picking Kansas in that game. But I also do think, uh, and I think the winner of that game will beat Auburn. Um, I said it's Iowa, but same thing. Um, if, if Auburn, I think Auburn's a bad matchup for Iowa, or Iowa's a bad matchup for Auburn because of those turnovers. And I said I don't trust Auburn's guard. I just don't think they're very good. Um, and and Iowa will be able to score on them, and they don't need to rely on getting inside. So neutralize Walker Kessler a little bit. Uh, maybe Keegan Murray pulls him out even, um, and I think that they can score on them. Yeah, I mean, Iowa definitely. I mean, it's not its not just, you know, the guy you're not even talking about. They have the experienced guy. of all the experienced guys. Yeah, yeah, they have the experienced guy in Bohannon. And, and it almost feels like, look, with Luca Garza, it was feeding to him in the paint and then have him kick out. But it felt, obviously, Keegan Murray, similar stat numbers, the re- high rebounding, can shoot threes. But if Keegan Murray's athleticism is what makes a whole mm-hmm. bunch of difference in his yeah. game, and while it feels like, yeah, this Iowa offense really has limitless potential as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm usually very anti-Iowa. Um, but just watching them, the way that the Fran's able, you know, able to get out of his comfort zone a little um, has been really exciting to watch, and, and I've enjoyed it. You know, they definitely have, like, not been an atrocious defense. Purdue's been the memeable <laughs> defense, and we'll talk about yeah. what's about them later. So, last region, East region. Obviously, we both have Baylor, probably the weakest number one seed. Now, Baylor, healthy, might be the best team in the country. But uh, with, they're obviously without two key guys, LJ Cryer. I don't know how to say his name, so I call him T'Challa. Uh, Every day, John. <laughs> T'Challa, I like that, though. <laughs> I, uh, literally, I, mean, I do like that guy, though, just because I remember last year, he's such like, a guy on the bench who brings so much energy. So much energy. I remember listening to something. It's like he's everyone on the team's best friend. They all love him, and uh, you can tell it. it's infectious. <laughs> you can literally watch him on the bench as a, as either a fr- yeah freshman last year. I was able to tell that. So look, mm-hmm. I, I have them winning eight nine matchup. Very intriguing. UNC Marquette. I mean, you have Shaka, who I think he's won one first round game since that run. But then you have Hubert Davis, a pretty hot UNC team, a Marquette team that really has not been good. I mean, they've they wrapped up all these wins back in January, even early February. But, like, since mid-February, the team just hasn't been very good. So I like UNC to win this game. I just think Marquette, they, they might have guys who could are lengthy on the perimeter, but I don't think they have anyone who's going to stop Armando Bacon. Yeah, you think, I think you hit the nail on that. Is Marquette's just not been playing well. Armando Bacon should, should eat and, you know, yeah, they'll force some turnovers, but they feel like they haven't even been playing that much high pressure. Um, and any turnovers they do force, you know, Leaky Black's going to force them right back. <laughs> um, so I, Marquette just doesn't excite me. I, I actually think UNC wins this one pretty easily. Yeah, me too. Uh, I, I actually have Indiana. So I have Indiana over Wyoming. Either way, I like whoever wins that game over the Gales. The Gales are just, first off, I think they, they haven't been to the Sweet 16 in a certain number of years. I'm never one to love the West Coast Conference, obviously outside Gonzaga. I think St. Mary's is a five seed. I think for them, they'll get screwed against a Wyoming team that plays, like you said, with a lot of energy, or an Indiana team that's a power five team that's gone through the grind of the Big Ten that's like, yeah, we're better than the St. Mary's team. We could beat them. That will also be playing with a lot of confidence if they're able to get in 
Right. Right. Yeah. That's a, it's like almost like playing a first four team such a disadvantage because they got a game under their belt, their role, and they're feeling good about themselves. Um, I believe it was the Patty Mills team that you're mentioning that went to the Sweet 16. I believe either him or Delvadova. They might even play together. Anyway. Um, I not even know they recruit do. that well in Australia. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, the thing about St. Mary's is, you know, I could see them losing this game and I could see them winning two games. And the reason is because every game is going to be close. You know, they play that – they're from the same mold as Villanova or Loyola. And we're going to play 60 possessions. We're going to probably shoot the lights out. Um, and we're going to work our tail off on defense. Is it going to work? Maybe. Maybe not. Um, they got some good wins, but then, you know, we saw them lose to some teams, you know, of similar uh, quality. I do have St. Mary's winning this game, um, but would not shock me one bit to see the winner, Wyoming or Indiana, beat them. Yeah, no, that's that's a very fair point. I, forget- I, mean, I think it's going to come down to the end, and, you know, all three of these teams, you know, we talked about the first two already. It's like, yeah, they have, they have experience, and, and they've been in these situations. It's who's going to execute. Um, so it's interesting. And, you know, what's about those teams in the first four last year? UCLA with the Darlings went from the first four all the way to the final four. You know, crazy Jalen Suggs shot away from the championship. They get Akron. I know we talked about Akron a little before hopping on this call. That, you know, Akron, they got disrespected. Kent State made that video, and I was like, no. I, I, got to, I told the listeners, I tweeted this out, my, almost my game of the year. I should have made it my game of the year. There was no way Akron was going to lose that game. And now they get UCLA, and this game's in Portland. Seems like a total disadvantage. Yep, Mike's repping the Akron Zip shirt. I know Mike has been a Zips guy for a while now. Uh, even dating back to OSU days, I remember you talking about the oh, yeah. Zips. First of all, they've always been a great cover team, a great team of covering the spread. But, you know, tell me, you know, obviously Akron, UCLA, it's in the West Coast. UCLA seems to have the advantage. But what do you like about this Akron team, why they can give UCLA some fits? So I love my guy, John Gross, like you said, going back. Um, he's a great coach. I think he just coaches well. He recruits well. They have a, they have a lot of talent. Um, here's the thing. Akron plays super slow. This region, I also think that this region is might get loose. We have a lot of teams that play slow. Akron's one of them. They might be the slowest. Um, and I think that they can make him play their game. Xavier Castaneda, he's a three-year starting point guard at South Florida. You know, it wasn't very good, but played in the high major league. Um, Ali Ali's got the talent to shoot. Um, and keep Akron in this game. Now, do I think they're going to win? I think they have a good shot, and, and I played them plus 15 the second the line came out because this game's going to be slow. It's going to be a fist fight. Akron's going to take a ton of threes. There's going to be a lot of volatility. UCLA, there's always some volatility because they love just playing iso ball all day. Now, if Juzang, Bernard, uh, Jaime Jaquez, you know, all the Jays can get their shots, yeah, and get them to fall, then, yeah, UCLA's going to win pretty easily. However, I think that Akron... Again, West Coast, travel, not an easy draw. But I think that Akron does stand a puncher's chance just because of their style. And I think you know, they're going to be able to make UCLA play their game, um, which, is, which is massive, and gives them a shot. So give me the zips. I love that confidence in the zips. Uh, I mean, look, I, mean, we all, us, we, I always have a soft sauce for most of these Ohio Mac teams. And also, oh, you yeah. know, Maction is just special. So we have now... You know, I need to get some upsets in here. I yeah, some upsets. I know. It's, this year feels so hard with upsets. Uh, even like this, like this, I, I, I think they were doing some part of my take uh, today where, so I actually have this 11-6 upset. I have Virginia Tech over Texas. But again, these power five as lower seeds don't feel so like upset, nah. like picking an upset as opposed to like picking UAB. That's why I'm going with UAB Chattanooga, just to get those upsets in here. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, and moving on to Virginia Tech, I like Virginia Tech, too. Um, you know, they'll shoot over the back line. Um, Kevin Aluma is a stud inside. I think he can fight with whichever big Texas has down there, probably Dylan Bisu mostly in this one. Um, and I like Virginia Tech. I love Coach Mike Young. Uh, ever since back in his Wofford days, fell in love with him, Storm Murphy, yeah. and Aluma. Um, he brought him with them, and, and they're, I mean, they're one of the hottest teams in the country. Um, and the way they shoot the three and the way they, speaking of teams that control the pace, um, you know, they'll limit possessions in this one. Texas wants to play slow, too, and I just think they're a better shooting team and this Texas team. They remind me of Bama, just such high expectations and just so poor. Oh, my God. I mean, Texas, just such poor. I thought Marcus Carr was going to, I mean, what happened to him? I understood that maybe, you know, he wasn't going to be the only guy, but God, the way Marcus Carr fell off, just shocking. I know, and it sucks because I love him. I love Andrew Jones, and it's just they don't play well together. No, they don't. Um, and it sucks for Andrew Jones, a hell of a story. What, what's he in now? Obviously, the eligibility with COVID, the eligibility because he missed the year mm-hmm. with camp. Is he in his sixth yeah. or seventh year now? Yeah, one of the two. He's been there forever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, nothing was cooler than last year when he hit the game winner shot on the three-year anniversary. So good. So good. Uh, so, yeah, but obviously we have his career, probably Marcus Carr's career, coming in against Virginia Tech. I have Purdue winning. I have mm-hmm. Kentucky winning. And I have Murray State, San Francisco. I know this was uh, this one was a heartbreaker for you because you like both these teams. I do. I do love both these teams. San Francisco I've watched play a few times. Um, their backcourt between – Khalil Shabazz and Bourier is awesome. Um, Murray State's just got athletes all over the floor. I think it's going to be super fun. Um, I think both of them can give Kentucky a run for their money. Uh, kind of reminds me of that Wofford team from a few years ago that we talked about that got drawn up with Kentucky and that game came down to the wire. Um, I'm going to go Murray. Um, I just think they're better. I think they have better athletes. But Todd Golden at San Fran's a hell of a coach. He's in line to get a few high major jobs or power five jobs this year. Um, so know that name, but yeah, Murray. I got Murray ever so slightly here. I think I, that game's gonna be awesome. I also have Murray State over San Francisco, and it's close because we saw this last year with Loyola, uh, Illinois, and against Illinois. When you're when you're the sort of the little boy, the mid major of a state, and you're facing that state school like Murray State will be facing Kentucky, you're fired up. You are extra lit up for that matchup. And this Murray State team, in a way, that gives me a similar reminder of last year's Loyola team. What do you think about that? Now, I have Kentucky winning, but it's going to be close. Yeah, I mean, Murray State doesn't seem fun to play against at all. Um, and we saw them beat teams with stud athletes. They beat Memphis earlier in the year. comes to mind immediately. Um, I think Kentucky wins, but same thing. I think it's going to be a dogfight. Um, and there's another game that's classic. You talk about a lot of older guys, experienced guys from Murray, uh, Kentucky, as always, some younger guys, but they also have older guys mixed in. Um, I just think sometimes, like, a lot of times when you're on these smaller teams, you face Oscar Sheboy, and I know it's probably what we said about Kofi last year for Illinois, but I just, I could see this being like Murray State's up at halftime, um, and then Kentucky ends up winning by six or seven. Um, I just think Kentucky outlasts them, but I think, I think Murray could give them everything they can handle. I'm excited. I, I really hope we get this because I don't think San Francisco would be able to hang no, with Kentucky I, yeah, at all. We, yeah. So, 
So I have Kentucky. I have Virginia Tech continuing that trend, beating Purdue. I know Purdue. I just to me it's their defense. I love Jaden Ivey. I love Zach Eady. Their offense is limitless. And if they could just play defense, God, they'd be so good because there's so much talent. I mean, literally, oh get oh get Zach Eady's in foul trouble. Finally, get him off the court. Oh shit, Travion Williams is coming on the court now. Last year, Travion Williams was like one of the best players in the Big Ten, and now he's their seventh man. If Matt Painter has been like doing this ploy the whole year of not playing Williams and Edie together just to unleash it right now and like it works, then good for you and Purdue will go dominate. But yeah, I mean, I think well, you just said Virginia Tech can shoot the lights out over anybody. Purdue doesn't close out, so no. <laughs> I'm cool with that. And I'm I'll gladly take Aluma to battle with Edie all game. And yeah, when you bring Williams in, yeah, he'll pass and you'll get good looks. But I think Virginia Tech can outscore him. And and again make them play their game. They're not going to let Purdue run. They're not going to let Purdue get out in transition. Um, I would like Virginia Tech in that game. Yep, that's uh, we both have that Kentucky-Virginia Tech. I have Baylor. I think UNC could give them a size. Obviously, you know, T'Challa's not there for Baylor. Baker could give him some trouble in size. I just trust. I think Scott Drew is just simply such a good coach. He'll figure out a way to beat Hubert Davis. Uh, upset there at all? No, I got Baylor. Um, same thing. I, I think I think UNC can fight with them and they can play with them, but I think Baylor's just got too much. And so now, yeah, that's UCLA versus I have, again. I have them against Indiana. I have them beating Indiana, although very close. I could see Indiana, you know, going from that last foreign team beating last year's last foreign dog to get to the Sweet Sixteen. But I actually have UCLA edging them out in that game. I know a lot of people like St. Mary's over UCLA because of that matchup. Yeah, I mean, in this in my bracket, I say Marys versus Akron. I don't think either of those teams have a chance to beat Baylor, so screw it. Let's go with Akron. Let's get weird. <laughs> and again, if this is a game, there would be literally probably like 10 shot clock violations if these two teams played. Um, just because they both play so slow and they both play so tough defensively. Um, and if they played, then yeah, I think it would be a game in the 50s and come down to you know the last few minutes and... I'll take my shot with the dogs there. <laughs> Why not? I like that. You know, I like the boldness. You said, you know, they would obviously loser would beat Baylor. I have UCLA beating Baylor, honestly. It's simply for the only reason where I just don't want four number one seeds in my Elite Eight. And honestly, like, <laughs> that's the only reason. I couldn't pick against Arizona early. I'm picking Kansas to go to my Final Four. Uh, I'm, you know, Zaga. Come on, I'm not picking. I love Arkansas, but come on. Uh... So, yeah, so I have UCLA. I think their defense, you know, they could really slow down. Baylor doesn't have that electric guard tree. And at UCLA, you know, everyone thought, oh, with Miles Johnson, their size would really be good. Miles Johnson's been a huge disappointment for them. Like, I don't know, I just really, I'm, I'm just going out of a limb here. Like, UCLA could literally right. lose to Akron first round, and I have them my Elite Eight screw in my bracket. So, yeah. I'm going to put... I mean, listen. Sorry, I, I have UCLA losing, like... I bet against Duke early too. It's like they have a ton of talent. Like that could they could easily they could beat anyone on any given night, um, for sure. Like I don't hate. That. I think if they matched up, I think that would be a hell of a game. Um, it's just just shot making galore in that game. That would be that would be fun to watch. And mostly like guards doing it too, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Not just like yeah. not just the big men dominating the paint. Exactly. <laughs> and so. I have Kentucky beating UCLA, and I just think simply this Kentucky, it's one of Calipari's, again, it's a mix of veterans, Toshibwe's just a beast inside, so hard to defend, and I am worried about their three-point shooting, but you know, Davion Mintz, Kellen Grady, 
Ty Ty Washington. It's a good, it's a good mix of young talent, uh, veterans, Savi and Wheeler. So this team, it's you know, it's Kevin Perry's one of the sneakier good teams. They play great on defense. They're tough. They're physical. They're gonna beat you inside. And I just they're not a great shooting team, but I think they're good enough. And to me, they're just better than most of the teams in this bracket. Right, I agree with you, and especially compared to the last Kentucky teams that were just littered with NBA prospects, but they didn't really make sense together. Um, like no one knew how to dribble or shoot the ball. Yeah, <laughs> um, this team like makes a lot of sense. You got three guys who you can trust to handle the ball. You got three guys in Grady Mintz and Ty Ty, and you can trust all of them to beat their man off the dribble and make a play. Um, and then, oh yeah, you have the Player of the Year probably in Sheboy, so <laughs> that doesn't hurt. Um, like you said, I mean, they can get cold from shooting. We just saw it against Tennessee. Um, I think Tennessee would probably win this bracket if they were in there, too. Um, I, I do. I have Kentucky winning this. And I I don't think they face – I mean, yeah, I said Murray would probably give him a fight. I think Baylor would give him a fight. But I think they'd win pretty comfortably against Baylor. So, or UCLA, for that matter. So we both are going in on the left side with a Gonzaga-Kentucky in the Final Four. Now, for me, obviously, as of now, I'm going with Tennessee. They already beat Arizona once in the year, and I just think they feel disrespected. They're like that Texas Tech was to me. And I, you're going with Arizona, obviously not a bad pick because of everything they've done this season. And I'm going Kansas. I know you're going Iowa. For me, Kansas was my preseason pick to win it all. Rock Chalk Jayhawk, I love the experience of this team. I love Bill Self as a coach. And to me, this is such an easy path. But as we know, you know, Kansas, Kentucky seem like they have the easiest pass. It's the teams that have the easiest pass, which those are the brackets that have the most crazy shit happen. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay, so just so you have Kansas over Kentucky. Yes, in my championship okay. game. So I'm going the opposite two in the semis. Now this is again interesting, kinda of weird picking in my bracket because I could see both of them losing earlier than I do see like I think Kentucky kind of and more confident Kentucky gets to the final four but I think Gonzaga would beat them there. Um, so I have Gonzaga in the finals against Arizona. Um, subject to change, but as long as Kirk Reese is healthy, give me Tommy Lloyd, give me the give me the student teaching the master. Um, and the storylines in national media would be hell talking about how Mark Few can't win a national title over his former top assistant. Um, but I just think Arizona matches up well with Gonzaga. They play a very similar style. Talk about games that would just be so fun to watch. Um, and I just love this Arizona team so much. Um, so give me the cats. And I mean, listen, the fact that we were just able to talk about, you know, there might be three teams coming out of that region. There could be three teams coming out of Kansas region and then they could still win the national title too. It's, I think it's going to be great. Um, especially that side of the bracket. Once we get to the second weekend, I am very much looking forward to it. Uh, and this is just, I mean, this feels, we said it before, uh, we recorded, but like this bracket just feels so the hardest to pick in years. You know, with Gonzaga, I, I mean, if they got back to the championship and lost, especially to a former assistant, that's really bad. Uh, to me, you know, Zaga at times had a feel of last year's team, about, excuse me, 2016 North Carolina, lost in the championship, wants a rebound, obviously not in as much heartbreaking fashion. But to me, if Gonzaga couldn't win it last year, I have too much trouble picking them to win it all again. Look, uh, Arizona, for me, the biggest thing is first-year head coach. Uh, right. But, like, I really do like this Arizona team. Tennessee, there's been distress. There's, there's so many teams you can win it, man. And right. I'm excited for the bracket. Uh, any other thoughts you want to give? You know, obviously, you know, Akron. Any other sleepers you want to give people? 
Yeah, I mean, well, one thing on what you just noted, like last year there was two teams. We were on a Gonzaga-Baylor crash course, and, you know, pretty much everyone in all your pools, everyone and everything, they picked that, and it happened. This year, there's 10, 11, I'm seeing 12 teams that, like, you could tell me cut down the nets, and I'd be like, oh, okay. And I could see, like, people reasonably picking nets. I think there's going to be a ton of variance um, in what people are picking and what we're going to see. So I think that's awesome. Um I mean, I, I want to watch Davidson. Let me think if there's any, if there's any, some real, uh, like I said, make sure you watch Peter Kiss in the first four. Uh, it's fun. I want to see if there's any fun nuggets about some of these lower seeded teams. Um, Vermont shoots a ton. Colgate shoots a ton. South Dakota, if South Dakota, if we do get South Dakota, South Dakota State, Iowa, uh, the over-under in that game is probably going to be 175. Um, and so hammer it. Points root for South Dakota State. <laughs> yeah, and take it. Um, root for that. Um, I'm excited. Enjoy it. Hope everyone's taking work off Thursday and Friday. Um, it's going to be awesome. Awesome, Mike. Well, again, thanks so much for coming on. It was great talking college hoops, and let's have a hell of a tournament. Let's do it. I appreciate it, Jason, as always. Um, love it. No Thank problem. You. Thanks for coming.